Hey, welcome to episode 34 of Spellstorm Miniatures. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. And this is Chad. And uh, we are a podcast dedicated to miniature wargaming, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. And our goal here is to inspire you to play more. However, we're not really doing that these days, are we, guys? Eh, not so much with other people as much, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the uh, COVID-19 edition of our yes. podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I say I've been preparing for this for years. Social yeah. distancing champ. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I think this is probably our first podcast where we are not in the same room. Uh, normally yeah. we get together and we hang out and, and record our episodes, but we are all in our own homes tonight. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. I've got, uh, after work today, I came home and, and did a little, uh, did some unboxing of uh, some of my craft that's in the, in the garage. I had some dinner, poured myself a, a white wine, and I'm, here hanging out with you guys that's what i'm yes. doing so i uh yeah i got up this morning and um did a little painting and then played some video games and then did some more painting and just been hanging out nice how about you dan um i've become a teacher so you know <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty much child care and teaching now so yeah. that's right because the kids are home Yep, no yeah. no grandparents, no other people, no school, no date, nothing. Just <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think uh, it's harder on 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 parents with younger kids. Uh my kids are older and they're pretty much independent. They feed themselves. Yeah. You know, they get restless, they can go for a walk, you know. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> sometimes they, play their they games. Need, sometimes <laughs> they need to entertain themselves and they're okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you need to entertain them and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, have you gotten, so speaking of games, I suppose, why don't we talk about that? Got any games in lately? <laughs> sure. Uh, Mousetrap, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> good, good game. Uh, you know, Get Bits, a fun one, actually teaching some number sequence and strategy, you know. Um, nice. I don't know if you've seen that, that one. Is that a Raven's, Raven's Law or whatever that, you know, that company that makes like kind of educational games where they're still fun? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's... Okay. Um, that much of an educational as well but it's you have a one through seven and then uh, in your hand and you play a card and the idea is uh you and your your robots so you're represented by a robot because it's a shark eating people would just be wrong with kids right mm-hmm. um and <laughs> I mean, so well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so you uh you have your robot there and they're all in a line and if you when you play the lowest number so like a seven would move to the front of the line and then you proceed and so, like, number one would move last, and therefore they're at the front. But okay. if two people play the same number, neither one moves. So there's that little bit of strategy where you don't want to just play twos and ones, right? Or yeah. you can only play it once, but you don't want to do that right away because someone else might do it, neither one of you moves. And then the shark yeah. takes a piece out of you and, and so forth until the last one's standing. Oh, no. um, okay. All so right. it's, it's a fun little game. Yeah. And then... Uh, so I just remember, okay, so doing a little quick little Google foo, the the name of the company I was thinking about was Ravensburger. And they have the the blue triangle. They make uh they're a they're a German game company. Hmm. Um they actually make a game called Labyrinth, which is like super fun. We enjoy that at our house. 
Um, that name's just a fun name itself, Ravensburger. Ravensburger, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds Germanish. I think you had to but, say with a German accent to make yeah. it even more fun. But yeah. okay, <laughs> that's right. not even. But yeah. yeah, so that you know, a little bit of video games, Mario Party, good Mario Party on the Switch. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> that's this is such a weird time because you can't just like call up a friend and yeah and and schedule a game. You can't go to the game store to play a game. Yeah, and so well, we're. It's currently myself and my two roommates right now that are that are here, and mm-hmm. uh, we all play Magic, and so we've been playing some Commander recently. But Commander's like always oh, good if you've got a fourth person. Like three, yes, three's not bad, but it can get a little bit, um, it can get a little bit weird sometimes. Uh, with four people, you just have more stuff going on. And I've got a buddy of mine that's just been itching to get to play some commander not you jeremiah but another friend of mine but i, uh, I could qualify that does describe yes, me so <laughs> yes uh but he he recently has been getting back into it in the last couple of weeks and has been doing a lot of deck building and and crafting and stuff like that and uh has come up with a couple of fun zany deck ideas that he's put together and he's just itching to throw them down on the table and i can't call him to come over so we're trying he keeps he keeps trying to figure out a way to either do it via like Discord or Skype or something like that and use a webcam or set up your phone to be able to take a look at your playmat. Yeah. Oh. Just like video chat. And um, I know my roommate plays it on, there's a, a subreddit for Commander. And so there's a Commander Discord where you can join groups and you can video, um, you can video play. Hmm. Uh, with other people so my my buddy robert is looking into trying to do that um, nice <laughs> before was it last week or the week before last week while i was still working i grabbed yeah. actually even before that uh it was about a week and a half ago uh i grabbed pretty much all of my minis stuff that was at the store and brought it home with me so like i brought all the monpok stuff right quest and uh, I brought home uh, a board and some terrain for Kill Team. Nice. Because uh, my roommate Justin is starting, he plays Monpok. Um, and he is starting to get into Warhammer 40K, primarily getting into Kill Team. He has some Necrons. And so I actually did a demo game with him on my uh, dining room table the other night. Uh, we played a game of Monpok the other night, too. And so we've been been doing some stuff around the apartment. Nice. Where we that's, that, that's uh I want to second your your notion about playing um commander three player. Yeah. Uh, it it's really hard. Um yeah. you know, we've been we got we've been doing stuff around the house, projects and painting and getting new floors and stuff. And yeah. so everything I own has been in boxes. Yeah. And except for I had access to like my commander deck. And so the boys and I we, we would play, but and it's fun, and it's super, like, and Bryce got a second deck, and then Ozzy got a second deck, so now we all have, like, choices and stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, but three-player commander is not as much fun as four or more. So, yeah. 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 Uh, no minis games for me, because all my minis have been in boxes. So uh, <laughs> we I, I tested out Dominion Online last week. Uh, okay. Uh, Jeff posted a link for that, and so I played a couple games solo just to try to practice and see what that's about. And then, and then we've uh, we've played the Mind as a family. Have you played that game yet? Uh uh-uh. uh No. Oh, okay. This game, okay, it's super super simple. 
but it is it is probably one of the most fun games I've ever played. Uh, it is so trippy, is what it is. So the game is a deck of cards numbered from one to a hundred. That's it. And okay. and based on the number of players, it will de- to determine um, how many rounds you actually play in the game. And so round one, you deal one card to everyone. Round two, two cards to everyone, that sort of thing. And you have a certain number of lives based on, you know, once again, based on the number of people playing and how many rounds you're going to play. Okay. And then and then you have, um, and the lives are, are indicated by these like crazy rabbits, these rabbit cards. And okay. then... And then you also have a certain number of ninja stars. And ninja stars are sort of the get-out-of-jail-free card kind of thing. Okay, so that's basically the setup. So round one, you deal one card to everyone. And you look at your card, and you cannot talk. There's no table talk. But somehow, you are supposed to play all of your cards in ascending order. And so whoever has the lowest card plays their lowest card whoever first and then build up from there and 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 so every round you keep getting an additional card and 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 you cannot talk there's no talking and it is and so it's it's that's it's as simple as it sounds right there but to actually play it and to play it with a group of people it is wicked because like inevitably you're going to have a run where it's going to go like 44 46 48 and it's going to be so sticky. How are you going to get all of that in there? You know what I mean? And so, uh, so that's our, so that's the mind. And, and uh, we, we laugh so hard about it. Um, we've been playing that. And that's a, that's a small game. So nice. But that's, that's about it. That's all the games we got. Can, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we yeah. got you. Did you get okay. kicked off? Yeah, I got, I got booted for like a good, Entire description of the mind right there. Oh, <laughs> you so could have just picked right up and never noticed. Yeah. yeah. You, okay. No I one would have ever noticed. We can we can cut this out. I just wanted to make sure that you guys could hear me. Yeah. After yeah. credits. Fix it in post. It's all good. <laughs> I might just leave it in just because it's the COVID nineteen <laughs> version. Yeah. No. Um all right. Well, so I'm assuming that none of us got any uh war machine games in. Nope. <laughs> Negative. And if you try, have, have any of you tried Basil? I have. Not. I've been tempted. Yeah, I've. I just haven't. It's just one thing yeah. of finding the time, and then someone else to play, and then like deal with learning it. Right? Yeah. I really, really want to, and and I don't. I'm. I probably whenever I when I get everything unpacked, I probably will, because. I gotta, I gotta get my house in order first. I think, yeah. um, but uh, you know, with the with the guidelines going um, extending to like um, April thirtieth or something, yeah, we're not gonna be playing games in in real life for a long time. So yeah, and and I've been jonesing for a game. So <laughs> yeah, it well, kind of worked out for me because I'm in this weird place where I don't know what I want to play. Oh, so it's a good break. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's get to our topic today. Um, our topic is actually um, kind of a weird topic and kind of fits the season for us. Um, and it's it's playing dead games. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you how would you describe uh, what a dead game is? I guess 
I mean, I think there's probably two ways to describe it. Either one where uh, the game is no longer in print and no longer being supported by the publisher. Okay. And then I think maybe a second version would just be a game that is maybe still available, but there's no community playing it. Yes. I think that's a good working definition. Dan, you want to add to that at all? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could always kind of go about um, perhaps a different version of the game. Um, You know, like War Machine's gone through some variations and maybe you really like Mark 1 and have someone else who really loved Mark 1 and you guys don't want to play Mark 3. I could think of similar to like, uh, you know, D&D, you know, original or three five versus three or you know where everyone's playing five but man you know i just the three five just has that that pull to it right yeah at least for me yeah yeah i mean i yeah i wouldn't i don't think that three five is dead i think there are enough people out there who hated fourth edition and don't really (laughs) like the complexities of five that are still playing three, five, or maybe just didn't want to spend the money after getting a whole bunch of different books yeah, from, um, right. for three, five. Cause you know, there's a ton like that. My roommate is a, is an avid follower of the first Pathfinder series for the first, you know, first edition Pathfinder. And, um, he had pretty much no interest in Pathfinder two after he looked at it, uh, when it initially was like going into testing, uh, and then, like, kind of looked it over, wasn't really interested, and just kind of decided also that he didn't want to invest in uh, a bunch of new books. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue is you have, you know, a library that you've created and you have resources that you've used and you feel comfortable with using. And and then when the company changes it up on you, you're like, what do I, what do I do I follow? Do I really want to do this? You know, (laughs) all over again. Yeah. I think, um, so here's what I was thinking about sort of that got me like prepared for this, um, for this topic is one of the, I've expressed in the past how at some point I want to play a historical game and there's a couple different time periods that I've been looking at. And, and so I was able to get, some books on the cheap from Jesse for uh, Field of Glory. Yeah. And Field of Glory, um, as far as I know, is a fairly popular um, historical miniatures rule set. Mm-hmm. It's pub- at one point, it was published by Osprey. And I think it is, and this is what I discovered since then, is that there's a new version, like a 3.0. And I think it's being picked up by a different publisher. It's no longer being published by Osprey. So I have all of these Osprey books from, you know, from Jesse. And it's like, oh, well, are they still useful for me? You know, and, and I think they are actually, as I've been flipping through them and and reading them, because a lot of them talk about army lists and stuff that are relative to a time period. Um, That's really not going to change. What's going to change is the crunch of the rule set. And so if I just upgrade the main rule book and make some accommodations, um, I, I bet it would work, but um, but playing a dead game still is a is an intriguing thing for for gamers because some of us have been gaming for a long time, like a 
a long, long time. Yeah. And so with our definition of a game that's no longer in print or no longer being made, um, or a game that is just not being played with your general community, um, what are some dead games that you guys enjoy playing um, that you still kind of recycle, you bring it out every now and then uh, to, to test the water, so to speak? Oh, that's a that's a good one. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's some that I obviously kind of want to personally. Um, yeah, like I'm going to throw in again, it's kind of going to be on the edge where it's not really a dead as there's just a big Kickstarter and kind of getting relaunched is uh, is Battletech. Um, yeah. <laughs> just I don't really know anyone around here who plays it. And I hear people talk like, oh, I played that back in the day. And then, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think Battletech is one of those games that just never dies. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's gonna it's, die. It's an evergreen just, game. <laughs> yeah. It's just in its slump of finding anybody who actually, you know, wants yeah. to get together and play. Um, so that would follow under the second category of not yeah. really being played by folks in the area. Yeah. All right. How about you, Chad? Any dead games you enjoy playing? Uh actually there isn't. Um I don't oh? think I don't think there are any games that I've ever played before that um that are dead. Uh, I mean, board games don't really count. Right. Uh, I only play a couple of miniatures games. I've, you know, I got into miniatures gaming about 10 years ago. Before that, I played uh, video games and magic. And that was pretty much, you know, my nerd experience. um, The type of gaming that I did. But there are dead video uh, games, right? (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. uh, I mean, I guess if you consider uh, online communities um for certain like shooters or those types of things or maybe an mmo or something like that but uh i mean even for mmos i played world of warcraft uh i guess um i played diablo 2 for a super long time Mm -hmm. um and uh you know i played diablo 3 i pop into diablo 3 every now and then and that's kind of a, a dead and forgotten game um yeah. Does anyone play EverQuest anymore? I mean, I played that a little bit way back I, in the day. I believe there are <laughs> probably still people who do. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's the thing, is is these games get made and people spend hours playing them and learning the rules and learning some of the nuances and things, and they don't want to leave it. It's, it's enjoyable for them. It's They have fun doing it. We, uh, so, I mean, so you're right. So I'm sure someone out there is playing the game. Uh, one of the games that we talk about a lot still is is the Lord of the Rings trading card game. Yeah, uh, that's been dead for a long time for, from Decipher, and yet we're yeah. we're still changing out our decks and still throwing down every now and then. And yeah. like, I've got a Rohan deck that is completely thematic, and Bryce is so mad at me because it's not optimized. <laughs> but I'm like, no, 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 it's for this part of the story. That's yeah. it. That's all what I and I chose that on purpose. I don't care. Yeah. You know? But I do uh, play enjoy loader. I mean, we played what sometime last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, is you yeah, bring it you out. We're and, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. But I was but on the subject of like miniatures, so one of my first uh, miniatures games that I didn't really realized was a miniatures game was the um was the pirates constructible strategy game you know oh yeah i think the yeah, first yeah. set was pirates of the spanish main um i i remember busting that out on the dining room table and like i love that and yeah and uh and so we actually 
uh, were given uh, a, a small a collection, a fairly large collection, actually, uh, from someone in our community, and uh, for the for the boys and I to resurrect that game and and play it in our house. And so that's good. Um, you know, uh, I still still speak fondly of HeroClix. Uh, that was um, yeah. <laughs> that was a big that was a big season of my life right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not technically dead though. That one's still around, that's but true. yeah. It's dead you know. to me. It's dead yeah. to me. Okay. Right. Ooh, oh. I can't I can't go back. I can't go back. Um, but no, but the another one that I want to talk about though is uh the Wizards of the Coast uh Star Wars miniatures game. Uh did you guys ever um know about that game? They did they had a and d line and they had a Star Wars line. And uh... and you and you played on on a gridded um like uh, board that was like a board game kind of board. That's what we had anyway. It came in the starter, huh. and um, and it was and it was basically. So Dan, you're drawing your three five, um, uh, background. The there was a D and D three five supplement that um, uh, that 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 had like miniatures rules and like strategies. And so that was sort of the the base rule set for how to play, and so you had, uh, um, and so in both the the D and D version and the Star Wars miniatures version um, played uh, similarly. Those those uh, those rule sets were very similar, and he had he had the printed he had these uh, just pre painted plastic miniatures, and then you had um, and then you had the, the the printed cards cardboards cards that had the the characters abilities and and whatnot. Um, we played a fair amount of that. And I remember going to like my first tournament ever in a store was the, was for the star Wars miniatures game. And it was a draft or is a, uh, was it a draft? Not a draft. It was, a um, you buy a boosters and you build out of what you purchased. That's uh, not really sealed. Sealed. There we go. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. And I pulled like the super awesome rare Darth Vader. Like, Ooh. and I was like, and everyone was like, Ooh, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, look at me. And of course I had to build, play him and use him, um, you know, in the, in the tournament. So, and I got second place or something with him because nice. is that powerful. But, but I remember that. And, and part of me thinks, looks back and I go, Oh, I missed that, you know? And it's kind of how simple it was. There was no measuring. It was just, you know, your movement was number of, of squares you can move and things yeah. like that. And it had the weird rules about diagonals, I think, where like the first diagonal was one, the second diagonal was two. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that from three five? Yep. Yeah, super yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, good. Oh, I was just gonna say, but it it worked. You know, like I said, once you kind of got it down, and it was it was simple enough that you just have to <laughs> do some weird counting sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, older games they're. They're made funny sometimes. They have sticky rules, but yeah, Thacko. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. You know what? Second edition D and D is my favorite, so <laughs> I don't want to hear you slam on Thacko. So. Hey, you were just presuming there. I just said the word. That's all. <laughs> um, another thing I was thinking about was how. Okay, so, so, like. You know, you earlier used the example of War Machine and 
and between the different edition changes, um, you know, some players dropped off because they didn't want to follow the game, but then new players were added. And and Mark III is 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 a great time to be a War Machine player. Um, but there are some games where, like, and I'm super invested in War Machine, and I'm going to go where it's going to take me. Um, but there are some games where I'm just not as invested in, and so like when an edition changed, I didn't jump with it. So we have a bunch of X-Wing stuff in our house and we have, we have, it's all first edition stuff um, because when X-Wing second edition came out, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play this in the store. We'll only play casually at home. Yeah. I have no reason to buy all this extra stuff that to go along with, like we'd have to spend 150 bucks because it was like 50 bucks per faction or something to get the upgraded things for it. And to be able to bring it into second edition. And I was like, I am not about that. And <laughs> if I have 150 bucks, I'm going to spend it on other things. Um, but at the same time, we still really enjoy pulling out X-Wing and, and playing. And so yeah. we'll do that from time to time and, um, and have no guilt about playing only first edition. Yeah. Um, speaking of something that like, uh, is dead was miniature market was having that big sale recently there was all the wrath of king stuff i didn't yes. buy anything but i remember like oh. years ago, i remember years ago um oh. years and years ago uh looking at them looking at wrath of kings and there's another game another minis game i think um when i was at a game store up in washington up in uh was it bremerton I think it was mm. Up where the naval base is, there's a yeah, Bremerton, yeah, yeah. There's a game store up there, and I remember seeing some of the Wrath of Kings stuff and being really interested in it because there was cool, like the miniatures were really cool. It seemed it's uh, unique. Yeah, it seemed like it might be unique, but I didn't know. I had never heard of it, so I didn't know anyone who played it. And I came back uh, from being up there for work. Uh, I came back and I was talking to some of the people around in the Portland area about about uh wrath of kings if they had heard anything about it and they had like kind of heard of it but didn't know anyone who played it and so i never really got in invested in it or anything yeah um there was so the the one year that i went to lvo there was a vendor there for dark age uh and i bought one of the starters for one of those because i was they were like about to do a, a launch for a second rule set like within a couple of months and i was and the models were gorgeous there was a ton of different uh just really unique stuff and i was gonna get into it and then never followed up on it or didn't have anyone that was interested in it and i think i ended up just tossing the models or something like that because yeah well and I think you're, I'm really glad you brought up the Wrath of Kings game, um, yeah. because I think there's a little subcategory of uh, the not being played in my area, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's games that just don't seem to get off the ground. And in the age of Kickstarter and like just the proliferation of, Oof, of, yeah. of games that all of us can choose from. Um, there's a lot of games that we'll support or whatever, and we'll just put in the closet, you know, and, and, and we don't, don't really get a community developed around that. So, so Wrath of Kings is on that list for me. Uh, Drop Zone Commander is on that list for me. Um, 
I know drop fleet players, but I don't know drop zone players. Um, and then the other side, I kickstarted the other side, and boy, I was so excited about that yeah. game. And and I did a, I even did an unboxing video for our, our YouTube page. And it was popular. And yeah. how many games have I played? Just give me an over and under. One. No. Not even one. <laughs> I thought you and uh, Cameron got a game. I thought you we never made... got it. No, we didn't get together. We planned it, and then it didn't work out. Oh, oh so man. I've got, a, I've got this glorious Abyssinia army and that I want to put on the table. And, uh, <laughs> and I can't. I just can't. So, but like, but that's so, so, okay. So here we go. So, <laughs> so we have Wrath of Kings, right? Yeah. And and a certain online retailer has them for like ninety percent off right now. Oh yeah, super super cheap. And there are people in our area who are buying the Wrath of King models yeah. because you can't get models that cheap anywhere, and you can use them in any kind of game, Frostgrave or whatever, right? Yeah. And and we're all like comparing which which forces we have. I'm pretty sure there might be a Wrath of Kings day. Resurgence. <laughs> Resurgence. <laughs> Man, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I picked up a bunch when it was like really on sale. I mean, I have mm-hmm. some Hadros, which are the fish dudes, because they looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then like, because some of the other sets, again, just because they're kind of neat and cheap, was the uh, the Gorsidi, I think they're called, which is like the werewolf guys. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's, what I was at. that's the Chad yeah. faction. Yeah, the Chad faction. Yeah. And there's, I mean, they look neat and there's <laughs> a bit of them. Nasir had that very Oni kind of samurai, demonish look. I mean, used yeah. in so many things. And I got them for like way less than a dollar a piece on some of them, I think. Like, yeah. maybe 50 cents, that. like 50 yeah. cents a pop, right? Yeah. Like, and I do Dude. have to say, great to put together like i opened them up they're all individually bagged off of sprue like really hardly Mm. any cleanup whatsoever the pieces were are all coded um you know or keyed basically so you knew exactly what arm went to which side or whatever and tiny bit of plastic glue shoved it in set it aside right no holding it worrying about it it was just like done yeah it's pretty it's pretty impressive Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was, I was really shocked. Maybe that's why they went under. They're doing too good of a job, like paying people to clean all these things up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I did a little Google foo on that game, and and one website said that that cool mini or not, uh, silently discontinued yeah. around mid two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Who yeah. knows why? Right? Who uh, knows why? Yeah, them they have they have the rights to Wrath of Kings. They also have the rights to Dark Age. Which is uh, the the other one that I talked about? Um, oh, interesting. Okay. And I don't think like I went to the Dark Age website, and there like hasn't been an update for anything in like three years or something like that. And they still have they have some of the miniatures available, I think, on Simon's site um, <laughs> through their web store, but not, mm. not a whole lot of stuff. It's just another mini huh. skate that I think just kind of went. Um, went silently into uh, into the. And then, well, I'm looking yeah. them up, and man, some of the models like you can see the similarities between Wrath of Kings and these guys a little bit. But there's a few models I can eh, maybe see why it wasn't a general appealish. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. One of the, so yeah. one of the factions that that I thought was super cool was so there. I forgot. I think they're called the the uh, 
the sanctified or the the forsaken or something like that but they it's an entire faction based off of the um the hierarchy of angels oh that's interesting and then they have like these sweet robotic mounts that they all ride so like these robotic like pegasi or like giant wolves and stuff like that or you know these these huge robot creatures that they rode or also fought alongside of and that was one of the things like recently when i've been going back and trying to find cool models to paint um dark age was one of the ones that i i refound and found that it's basically just discontinued and gone yeah that's a bummer yeah you know um it's yeah i think being able to find cheap models uh, that look really cool for some of the miniatures agnostic games is is a good reason to continue to you know to buy some of these models even they're on, they're on discount or whatever um i know our shout out to wes um he's the guy i play frostgrave with mostly um although we haven't recently um yeah. he got a bunch and i know he's going to put those to good use so yeah uh, and and to note that osprey is being really cool and uh check their tweet out i can't remember what the code is but you can download frostgrave uh ebook free oh yeah it's like frostgrave 2020 or something right yeah uh f fgv something FGV like that 2020, 2020. yeah yeah i think that's what you it get is this. not only you get the main rule book but you also get the Dark Alchemy Supplement, which has three scenarios for solo play. Oh. And so, yeah, so during this this time of, you know, of isolation, you can play Frostgrave by yourself uh, with, those, with those free. And you can get it, and it's this week. It's available this week. So, huh. yeah, good shout out to that, Dan. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that I downloaded my copy, started reading yeah. it and checking it out. Yeah, um, I have everything for Frostgrave already, so I'm just like, <laughs> but having a free PDF is fine. It's fun. So, um, yeah, yeah. One of the things too, I was thinking about um, for you know, as a gamer, it's hard to manage uh, how much you know the time that we have and the games that we want to play. But I think for some of the companies, it's hard to manage the different products too. Yeah. Um, going going back to the other side. I think one of the reasons why the other side didn't land well is there were a lot of delays with their Kickstarter, but then during the season of the delays, the Malifaux third edition started to leak. And so there were a lot of people who were just like, oh, we want to wait for 3E. And and 3E has taken off and is doing great. And and honestly, Malifaux third edition is a great is a great game. Um, but but the other side was basically tabled and um and then and then now i'm starting to see some some crop people cropping up saying hey i want to be part of that now and so that's the part i'm looking forward to i'm actually <laughs> looking forward to getting in a game because i got this got this army hanging out i got this army ready to go yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah um yeah the other thing to think about too is um games that sort of uh work out of uh, dead material and so i'm i'm mostly thinking about our man carl and and the work that he's doing with the ninth age um the ninth age came about because um 
uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles, uh, Warhammer basically killed the world um, in 2015 and created Age of Sigmar. Yeah. And um, and there were a lot of folks who had fantasy battle armies on square bases that didn't want to make the make the leap. Uh, more importantly, there was a group of people who wrote um, like competitive rules, kind of like how um, you know War Machine players. You know how we have um, what's the the tournament document that we have? Steamroller. Steamroller. Steam yeah. Um, so this was like a an, an independent group that made a tournament document um, similar to the Steamroller, and um, and so what they ended up doing was they ended up creating the Ninth Age, which is uh, basically still still playing Warhammer fantasy battles. It's basically ninth edition that never actually came to pass because Age of Sigmar came out. Um, and, and, and there's a huge following for that game. And, um, and that's kind of interesting to see that, how that shuffled out because I thought, you know, I wasn't really into Warhammer fantasy when, when the whole thing got killed. And so I didn't have the ill feelings towards GW that a lot of players had, but, yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. So that's an example of a game that's not supported, but the community basically said we like it, and so yeah, that's it's, right. It's going to be necromancered at that point, I guess. That's right. <laughs> well, and and uh, you know, we talk a lot about Frostgrave. Um, people play Frostgrave because you know it's easily available to get. It's it's inexpensive to get. It's it's miniatures agnostic. But but a lot of people have a great deep passion for Mordheim, and yeah. and Mordheim's been dead for a while, and 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 so people will play Frostgrave to get that feel, yeah. and and I think Ninth Age does that for people who liked um, Eighth Edition Warhammer. So yeah, I it's kind of weird. I remember um, years ago when James when James Case uh was introducing jeremy roberts to war machine um i remember james telling me about how they played some mordheim and some Frostgrave. he was telling me about some of their like epic battles and stuff that they had played and it kind of went on the wayside like you know we talked about it a little bit and then like something like a year later or something like that uh when i started working at the at the game store uh seeing Fro- the Frostgrave book come in and like looking at it i was like oh wait this is a game that you know mm-hmm. james and, and uh jeremy were playing and talking about <laughs> i was like oh man i kind of kind of want to get into this but i i just haven't i need someone to teach me teach me the rules hey i got you fam yeah <laughs> i got you it's- it's probably my favorite game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't some. Uh, I always, I always, I just love that game. So <laughs> I don't know. Cause I, I, the game I think about most is War Machine. That's probably that's probably my favorite game. But um, but I do really like Frostgrave. So um, yeah. So the biggest reason why we play dead games, uh, it's it's for that nostalgia factor. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that feeling you get when when you first unlock something, or when you discovered something that you didn't know you could do with your, you know, what army or a certain miniature or or something, and 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 so sometimes we still want to go back to that moment and and replay that and and like I remember when 
you know, this happened and, and you have these epic stories to tell, you know, um, why, what else, what other reasons do we play dead games? Uh, they're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah. Wrath of Kings is an example right there. If that makes yeah. a resurgence, it's just because everyone was able to pick up an army for less than 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, 52. I spent $52. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, because you still have the stuff for it is one reason. You never, yeah. you That's never right. got rid of it. Either you couldn't part with it or you couldn't find somebody who wanted it uh hold on to hold on to stuff you still have it laying around and then and then the nostalgia kicks in you're like yeah why don't we dust this off and and try it out yeah i mean yeah i got my raw partha battle tech mechs and uh and vehicles ready to go (laughs) (laughs) when i and i think all those are are good reasons to play a dead game um you know, I don't think we'll ever. You know, we have the that X wing, and like I said, it's fun to fun to dust that off and put that on the table, and and yeah, even though it's not dead because two for two version two is still around, but yeah, yeah. Hey, um, why don't we shift gears a little bit here and let's talk about our hobby table? What are you building? What are you painting? Uh, well, you know, I've been finding my time. Um... I built the hermit. I mean, that didn't take me very long. I got to say, <laughs> <laughs> it took me hours. Yeah, two, <laughs> two drops of glue. Laborious. <laughs> Plus, you got to get him on the base. Come on, so that's like four. Oh. Um, <laughs> actually, too much I, don't glue. Even, I don't even have a base <laughs> yet. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, for the longest time, I kind of had some monpox stuff put together and uh, and primed, and finally find some time to. Basically, you know, during arts and crafts time, um, Daddy gets his arts and crafts too. Yep. And so, over the last week, I kind of finished up uh, some of my my quick paint techniques. Is uh, what I was using on on most of them. But I got three Monpok monsters and twenty five units painted up. Nice. So hey. now, uh, and I have the fourth monster I had already done a little while ago. So now I just need uh, decent weather. I'll clear coat them and then put them on their clear bases and. I'm ready to rock some Monpoc. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. Love Monpoc. That's a great game. Yeah. Uh, well, I finally finished my 30 Poxwalkers. I did <laughs> uh, a bunch of color painting and stuff yesterday after putting it off for weeks and weeks and weeks. I finally sat down and did it and then um, did the lovely wash of agrax last night and then got up and did the last couple of colors tonight i did do the uh the purple for like the tentacle growths and then go in and hit the uh the boils and things with yellow to make them look super gross um Mm. and i grabbed i've got 12 plague marines uh a tally man and two other blight lord terminators that i've set up on my table that uh I started getting some color on to try and finish those off to get through some more of my Death Guard stuff. Um, nice. And then also something I was doing, uh, I think I was doing it like Sunday night last week, Friday or Sunday. So I I have, um, I've got a small collection of 40K stuff. So one of the, the first model, I don't remember if I've ever talked about this or not. The first 40K model I ever bought was cypher lord of the fallen because that model is just super cool 
um the newer updated one that's all plastic where he's got like his pistol up in the air he's got one pistol in the air and his other one is like crossing across his body to like go grab the other one from the holster and so i just thought it was a super super awesome model and i bought um a couple boxes of fallen uh, a while ago and and made those ones um and i've been looking at different things in kill team and as i was looking over the rules for building your own specialist that came out in the most recent book um i was figuring out a way how i can make cypher and kill team as a as a specialist mm. and i decided that i wanted to get some of the easy to build primary space marines and i had some leftover bits from my fallen boxes and so last couple of days i've been working on green stuffing some cloaks and hoods on them to make them some primaris fallen nice. um, it turned out pretty decently for you know not having a whole lot of sculpting skill or you know experience um i just need to i need to get some uh sandpaper to kind of smooth some of the hoods out get the hoods and the cloaks smooth them down um so that my fingerprints aren't showing <laughs> try and get some of the lumps out and then uh hopefully be able to prime them and slap some paint on them so they can join their other their other brethren nice but, uh, yeah while you were sweet. talking i I just did a quick little google search on cypher lord of the fall and that's a pretty sweet model oh man it's so cool yeah i can see why you wanted to build and paint that one yeah yeah well, I'm proud to say that the main part of my house got finished on Saturday, all right. uh, just just two days ago. And so we've been so we put all of the furniture back um, in its place this past weekend, and started unpacking boxes. And so I was unpacking boxes past ten last night, and and I already mentioned I was doing it after work today. So I've got my. Um, um, I've got my my clear cabinets that uh, that have the the dust covers on them for my armies, my display mm -hmm. cases, I should say. And so I put the, my scorn army in there, and I found and my minions. And so I found one, um, um, one guy missing the blade of his axe, and then a few guys missing their arms. And I got a broken cyclops brute, so I'm gonna have to do some repairs. So that's gonna be my um that's my hobby table for the week is to repair my my broken pieces in my army oh, no. so <laughs> it's okay it's they're fine. used they're used to being abused they're scorn that's right <laughs> they so, like the pain <laughs> yeah but the, the good thing is is um, we'll finish up moving back in, into the house this week and then and then Oz and I'll start playing games again so i'm looking forward to that so there it is Hey, um, I want to end with something to look forward to. Uh, I saw a post last week on the on the COG Collective uh, that in August, if everything goes well with our public health crisis, um, August 21, 22, and 23, folks should mark their calendars. Um, the 21st is going to be the Best Coast Team Tournament. And then the 22nd and 23rd is going to be the PDX Open. And uh, information is uh, to be TBA to be announced later, but you can start hoping for something. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure how public events are going to be um, later this year, but uh, there, um, and hopefully this one will be, will, will go off, but who knows? Uh, this is such a weird time we're living in, but yeah. yeah. Any other closing thoughts as we wrap up our, our show? Uh, learn to use the three shells. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if that says about my choice in movies, but you can judge me how you want. Hey, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an unsung classic. Thank you. Thank great. you. We need some support. So, uh, thank you to all of our listeners uh, for checking in on us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And so feel free to message us on our Discord uh, server. And you can find the link on our website or in the show notes. Uh, you can email us directly at spellstormminiatures at gmail.com. And if you want to support us, the best thing you can do is tell your friends about us. And you can leave positive reviews if you like what we're doing. And we'd love that, too. Um, in the meantime, uh, look forward to some more episodes from us. I think we have more factions to review and looking forward yeah. to doing that. So, yeah. With that being said, left. yeah, I know. We're, I love doing the faction reviews. Yeah. I think they're great. So, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. It makes me think about more things to play. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good night, folks. Thank you.